And this is Julia. Wait. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, this is Seth. And this is Julia. And this is Running Out of Movies. Uh, Austin Power Outage Edition. I love it. So it's been a while. We, since we truly did... ran out of movies. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, uh, we were without movies for um, a week. Yeah. So it's been. I think we should address. It's also been a while since we've done one of these. We did um, previously unreleased <laughs> killing them softly, and I think. Oh yeah. This is like let's rehash this before we get to the fire. <laughs> I think we had such a bad time talking about that movie that we just... I mean, Slash watching that movie. Yeah, that, like, I might still edit that and try to get it up, because I think there's some fun stuff in there, but it's, like, it's it a just drag. Kids yeah. killed it. But we got also that busy. I don't want to put it all on Killing Them Softly. <laughs> I don't want to blame everything that's going wrong in my life on Killing Them Softly. Um, there's a lot of blame to go around at this point. <laughs> Oh, we're going to point some fingers. Yeah, absolutely. Get, get ready. Buckle up. Erica, uh, this is going to be the podcast that takes you down. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the things got away from us. We never stopped loving you. Podcast. <laughs> we just, you know. I thought you were going to say movies. Yeah, I thought you were movies. Yeah, we watched a ton of movies. Too much, too many to recount, really. Um, but, yeah. So, a lot's happened. Um, uh, Trump supporters finally worked up the courage to do a terrorism. Um <laughs> They did a terrorism. <laughs> it's like, I forgot that that even happened. You know, we did the thing that everyone does where we're just sort of like, 2017, uh, goodbye forever, you know? <laughs> Which everyone has, has said every single year since 2016. Yeah. And absolutely. it's just kept getting worse. Absolutely. We just blamed every subsequent year for everything that's going wrong. Um, but yeah, so 20... 2021, also not off to a great start. Yeah, so we were just doing our thing. We had moved to Austin, um, and we had previously had the said glowing, gave it a glowing review, told everyone <laughs> to move down here. Um, uh, so that, you know... Um, I mean... Still, s- maybe. Still. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm... <laughs> The joke I was doing when we were dying in our apartment was, um, they call it the Lone Star State, and, uh, one star sounds about right. So that's my review. Um, I think... Texas, don't at me. Well, you know what? Do at me. I don't know. What do you say? I was just... I feel like your original joke was like, they call it the Lone Star State, but what you don't realize is that it's out of ten. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, that's better. Uh, freezing Seth was much funnier. Um, so yeah, why don't you um, yeah, so for kind some, of get set the stage? Yeah, so it is February 14th, 2021. Seth and Julia are blissfully unaware that there's a storm, uh, a winter storm approaching because we do not watch the news. Um, and you know, it's like it was like a three-day weekend. We were just absolutely having fun, doing whatever. Um, and then like 2 a.m. on Sunday night... Monday morning, our power goes out, and we get a text from ERCOT or Austin and you kind of known before that you had kind of warned me there's going to be rolling blackouts for forty minutes each well, before yeah, that. yeah and that's, that's but you told me that like fifteen minutes before the power went out at two a.m. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's basically when they announced it, and they texted us after the power went out to be like heads up, we're doing rolling blackouts, but your power won't be out for more than an hour. Mm-hmm. We're like, great. And we, I mean, you know, we, we had heard that there was going to be snow. So we like went to the store earlier and it, it had iced a few days before. Like I think Thursday night there was like an ice storm. So everything was like kind of coated in ice. We we're, you know, 
So we went to the store and like bought a bunch of like frozen pizzas and like yeah. stacked up on yogurt and, and perishables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it was to, for context too. It's like um, we knew that Texas doesn't get a lot of snow, but we had, in January got like some record snowfall. And it was just lovely. It was just like it was not anything. All these adorable Texans had just done. Like, snowmen. Everyone was building yeah. snowmen. There's like babies playing in it. Two people asked us what snowmen were called. It was <laughs> it was amazing. Like that's not even a joke. Yeah, so it ended up, we ended up getting, I think we got like four inches of snow. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, basically we woke up on Monday morning we're, and we were off work that day and power was still out. And we we're like, oh. <laughs> and uh, so by that time, it had been like seven hours because I, I, I woke up kind of early. Um, and so I was like Googling how much time it takes to, for food to stay stay good in the fridge and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it's like I got up and I like took everything out of the fridge and put it in a box on the on the patio basically because it was, you know, 30 degrees outside. Um, and then we basically just went about our day and we were like, well, we don't have power. Yeah, That's you, fun. You had like a freelance photography assignment. You just did it with the power out. Yeah, I just worked a bunch for, yeah. like, the, for like three hours. I was like, well, I can't really work on my, I like, um, I do like a lot of like online courses and stuff. I was like, I can't really teach today, so it's like, I just, like, wrote a humor essay, <laughs> like, uh, not knowing that we were, like, in the middle of, like, one of the worst, or about to launch into the one of the worst weeks of our lives. Yeah. Uh, um, and we had, we had bought firewood the day before. Um, but we'd burned half of it because it was, like, Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, we're like, well, it's cold. <laughs> okay. It's nice. Um but and we got like twice the amount we usually get, but that's like that's still like it's like one day's worth of firewood. So yeah. we we got a fire going in the morning and like cooked breakfast over the fire, which was kind of like a fun kind of like, felt like a fun. You made us like impossible sausages. <laughs> yeah. So and then we just like um, then and that's when I think we started uh, looking at Twitter and everything and. And they were being like, well, it's definitely going to go through tomorrow at least. And we were like, uh-oh, we should. Yeah. We don't have any any food, basically. And we've like, and The tone Cheerios. of the updates were immediately discouraging in that, like, when we were, like, I mean, this podcast was born out of a catastrophe. And then we started it in <laughs> lockdown in New York with COVID. And but the, the vibe you got in New York was, like, very much, like, and I know there's a lot of blame to go around there, too, but, like, still... The impression you got was that, like, they were working around the clock to come up with new solutions to solve this problem. The energy you got from, no pun intended, from Austin Energy (laughs) and ERCOT was kind of like, look, we can't fix it, and we're going to wait. It's cold out. Yeah. (laughs) What do you want us to do? (laughs) Like, New York is very much sort of like, we are going to brainstorm new solutions to this problem. And uh, Texas was very much like, we're going to wait till literally anyone could solve this problem. And then, as a matter of course, it'll be solved. So what do you want from us? So, yeah, so we're seeing that because we're starting to be like, row, row. Uh, yeah, so I think we just went out to, like, survey the landscape. and. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's like, this is how, how <laughs> it's like heartbreaking. They don't, they don't pave the roads because there aren't any snowplows in Texas. So it's yeah, like, there's we only, 70 snowplows in the entire state. So we, we only got like four inches of snow, but like nothing was done about it. So the roads were, uh, you know, not great. Oh, the most dangerous thing in the entire state was like parking lots. Like our, the, the apartment complex we lived in didn't even like salt anywhere. Like they don't, like they don't do that. They don't yeah. know to do that. When we finally got to stores, you can't even buy an ice scraper yeah. in Texas. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, they don't sell them here. They are so 
convinced that ice will not happen here ever. <laughs> As it was super dangerous walking around. It was like two inches of ice on the ground everywhere. Uh, just not. So that first day we, we went out um, just to see what we could see. And I was, I was already convinced Trader Joe's would be open. Yeah. And, and I was like, like, Seth, it's closed everywhere. Nowhere has power. How could they be open? Everywhere is closed. So we figured we'd just keep walking to Target just to see. And we were, and I kept being like, Seth, they're closed everywhere. is out of power. What are you doing? And, like, we got, like, closer and closer to Target. And, like, you saw, like, some movement in the parking lot. And we were, like... Maybe someone got shot. Because, <laughs> 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 like, I, even I, in my, my optimism, I did not think that Target would be open. But uh... Yeah, so we got closer and closer. And, like, Target was open. It was the most miraculous thing. Um, I mean, sort of. Yeah. You ever I mean... tell them about the, the first, like, the first wonder of, like, this is, like... A Lord of the Rings level. <laughs> so it's like this is sort of like the, the gates of Moria. Uh, Mor- Moria? Mor- Moria. Moria. Thank you. You, you always want to say it Moira. Moira. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like an, it's I think it's the name of the um, beautiful Irish lady kind of hanging out. I think it's the name of the mom on, Sh- mom on Schitt's Creek. Oh, that's good. That's a good show. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. So it's like this mythic thing we go into. Well, yeah. So we, we approach Target and it's like, oh, my God, the doors are open. There's a guy standing in front of them. People walking in and out like we can buy food to live today. That was like on day one. My number one concern was food because we didn't mm-hmm. have anything to eat. Um, and uh, so it was it was out without power, but they were running on a generator so there was, um, it was basically fully dark, but there were like some emergency lights on and the, the registers were kind of working. Um, and the guy, as we got there, we got there at like 3.45 and the guy was like, we're closing at four. You can't buy anything refrigerated or frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just walking into Dark Target, I remember, I think I told you, I like at this point, I'm just so done seeing things I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, there's people milling around in this dark target. It was just, it was just, the and previous it was really February fifteenth. So there was still like all these like Valentine's <laughs> displays and a bunch of fresh flowers. Yeah, and it's like I'm not proud of my behavior in dark. Target, <laughs> like, <laughs> That's right. But like, so my, was... my number one concern is food. So I'm like granola bars, Cheerios, oatmeal. Like, what can we get that will last? And I, was, I had enough faith still in Texas at this point. I was like, this is going to be all over tomorrow. We just need to drink this one off. <laughs> so I got like two bottles of wine and like a 12 pack of, of like whatever garbage beer they had. And I was like, Julia, let's go. Like we have to get <laughs> yeah, out of here. He was like, they're about to close. We got to go. And I was like, what did you get? You were... We need food. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Julia got all of It's the only reason we're alive. And I was just like <laughs> still dancing with my 12 pack of beer being like, this is going to be fun like uh which I yeah not... and then we just had a fun regular night where we just like pretended to, we just ate granola bars for dinner and like i always saw myself as more of like the mark Wahlberg type in, the, in this kind of situation where i was kind of like we gotta we gotta get stuff you know but no you had it you, you did it i was useless i was like kind of a true lies tom arnold uh character in this situation but and in all situations yeah that's fair hey that's i think that's a compliment um but yeah, so we got some supplies. And yeah, we yeah. yeah we got got a fair number of like you know we got like three different kinds of granola bars. We got a can of soup, which was one of the few cans of soup left already. I think we got. Oh, a can to of be beans. fair, I got the beans. Of beans. That's yeah, right. that was after I kind of got was shamed. I kind of was <laughs> see, saw what you were doing. I saw what I was doing, and I kind of like yeah uh, did the math that I was not doing the good thing. So I was like, oh go, but it was just like 
Yeah, the only can of soup was a can of bean with bacon soup. Campbell's bean with bacon. That's not an, that's not an endorsement, but it, it, it is an endorsement. It was delicious. Yeah, it was great. I used to grow up eating it, but uh, but I was like, I don't. It's one of those things where I don't know if it's still food. Uh, <laughs> that I'm an adult. But yeah, so we got that. Yeah, so the first night we just kind of like drunk, drunk. Drink. We, yeah. Drink and, and hung out in our living room. And we're also, that's another thing too, is like, there's no insulation in these apartments. I mean, there's, you know, some insulation, presumably. There, I, you know, I'm kind of a building guy. I got, <laughs> after this, I got up there and I kicked around. There's no insulation out there. Uh, but no, there's not enough insulation for my comfort. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, by that point, Monday night, it was like 55 in our apartment. Um, it had been like 60 when we woke up. Um... And so we were like, that's fine. But it's certainly, it's like a we, like a drafty, high-ceilinged living room. Um, so then we we went to bed. And we just like read by candlelight or whatever. I started reading um, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, that's right. I started rereading Hitchhiker's Guide, which was fun. And I we, we also both wrote a bunch that first day. Like yeah, we, that's right. Because we, we had our, um, we were charging phones in our car. And so we just like went in the car and charged our phones and like did a whole writing session. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we, we went to bed and woke up on Tuesday morning and like got out of bed and we were like, oh no, like it was like scary cold. Yeah. It was like, probably in like high thirties or. No, I think by, I think at that point it was like 45. 45. Um. That's high thirties if you think about it. (laughs) In a way. Yeah. I mean, but no, it was just like, you got out of bed and it was just like, oh, this is serious. This is, this is scary. And again, we still had a little juice on our phone. So Austin energies updates were sort of like. Your house is run on a form of energy called electricity. And we were just like, look, we are way beyond that. Like, uh, what is going on? Yeah, and, it, like, the updates were, like, basically the same every day, where they were just like, we expect the situation to continue through today and possibly into tomorrow. And then you check it the next day, and it go, and it's, we expect the situation to continue today and in, possibly into tomorrow. And it's like, oh, no. Oh, it's just the worst feeling this in the world. This is going, yeah. this is going to happen forever. Um, so, uh, day two, my concern was warmth mm-hmm. um and that was when we also my concern was still beer i think at this point <laughs> i was like i was not only going deeper into beer and we tried calling um that since that morning when, when we were like okay this is gonna be a thing we tried calling a bunch of hotels and just like nobody answered like yeah. any of the hotels within walking distance none of them answered and i don't know like i'm sure none of them had power so that was off the table mm-hmm. um so we went to target again yeah it was still dark, right? It was dark target still. It was dark target still, and we um, we bought a bunch of candles. Yes, that day, and we bought the. Oh, that's when we started to get into. It. No, you know what? I didn't buy the bean with bacon soup until the second day, which I can't believe it made it until the second day. Oh yeah, I, that's right. Because I think the, I think the first day, everything was still kind of stocked, and then by the second day, like the chip aisle was decimated, and all of the soups were gone. Yeah, except for, it was like we were noting too. It would be like really good data for like a branding or like a market. I don't know how any of that works, but like for like the all the chips that were left, it would be like just a really interesting product where it's sort of like okay, the market penetration isn't there because people chose to starve rather than buy this. All of the things that were like vegetable matter, like masquerading as chips, <laughs> Austin was still like no thanks. <laughs> yeah, right. Like there was still enough where people could be choosy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we big soup. We got candles, and that's when we got a up bunch of the... candles, and we got those night lights. Yes, which were Some amazing. Which, those are also there's only four left in the store. On Tuesday, and I bought two of them. Oh, yeah. I was, like, very, like, thinking, like, oh, I'll outsmart uh, the merchandise landscape in 2021. I'm going to go get 
a nightlight in the baby section. But all the nightlights <laughs> were like $75 and needed internet connection. And I was just like, what hell have we built for ourselves that we can't even get like a nightlight at Target? I was so disgusted. But Julia found it in like a little tap lens. Yeah. Yes. And then that was when we were setting up, I started heating up water and soup via candles. Like we kind of rigged like a candle oven. Yeah. Yeah. We got like, uh, got like a, a metal grate and um i forget the word for them those guys and uh just just propped it up over candles and then had like a a, a thing of soup going on over top of that yeah that was also when you came up with the life-saving maneuver to move to, we have a smaller kind of back office yeah. and we were just idiotically hanging out in the, the big main room because we we're sort of like this is where people go <laughs> yeah so i yeah at this point this is like day two concern is warmth so i was like we're going to literally freeze to death um, so I moved all of our, I moved our coffee table and our like living room chair and all of the non-perishable food that we had and all the candles and all the batteries and all the blankets that we owned and our two sleeping bags and basically like anything else I could think of that would be useful in this type of thing. I moved it all into the back office and then put blankets up over the windows in there to try to keep it, keep it kind of warm. Yeah. It was impressive. Like it was, um... Because we set up kind of like a weird little boiler. We had a tea kettle on a candle, just like you know, kind of was served as kind of a radiator. Yeah. At, in the corner. Because yeah, the th- the thing about not having power is like you don't have. I mean, you don't have electricity, obviously, but then like you also can't heat. You have no heat. You have no. We have a, a an electric stove, so no way of cooking, no way of warming food. Even um, as soon as the sun goes down, it is pitch black everywhere like as soon as like six o'clock rolled around we're like well we're in for the day because there's nothing else that we can do anywhere yeah and i i might cut this but like because this is maybe private but like uh freezing and in the dark my already shaky going to the bathroom game (laughs) just absolutely fell apart like and and you have to like hold a flashlight while you're going to the bathroom because otherwise it's you can't see the toilet yeah and it was it was rough stuff. It was, and we're wearing this whole time. We're wearing three pairs of pants, three sweaters, five pairs of socks at all times because yeah. you can't have less than that on. Yeah, and so it's like that that night. Like I, I think Julia made a um, Julia was kind of surprised to be kind of like a Jason Bourne type figure. Just <laughs> made a um, a cook fire. I think that wasn't until the next day. That was, oh, I think, God. I think that, so many days. I know. I think... What did we eat the first night? Just like granola bites or, the, or that I second think, night? I think that's when we had the, the soup. But we did I it know. over candle and it took like four hours to heat up. I gotcha. Where that... I think that was when we we figured out candles. So that seemed like a step in the right direction. We even had tea that night that was just... That's right. But it took like five hours for the tea kettle to, to come to steaming over, over it. Um, But yeah, but then the next day... I ended up, I mean, not to interrupt your camp stove. Yeah, no, the, 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 the next day. Um, so that was like, I think that was a big kind of psychological blow. Because I was like, all right, everybody who screwed up got fired. Is what I'm thinking. It's like, and then they'll bring in the real people. And then there's a, they're just kind of like the same thing. There's like, and then that was in there starting to be, this would probably go until like Thursday or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. Like, uh, they're projecting like, Two and three days in the future, as opposed to they were casting like one day in the future. Yeah, and yeah, hearing that, I was like, "Oh, this is going to last for another week." Yeah, so that was. I think we're coming up on the like the worst two days. Yeah, uh, 
So, yeah. So, I feel like by Wednesday morning... And I, like, I can't believe it's stressed enough that we're just freezing the entire time. You're just cold all the time. Just yeah. baseline cold constantly. And we're like... We'd be like wearing all those things and then also inside of sleeping bags. And then I, I would also... Like my feet would get so cold inside the sleeping bag that I would also have my winter coat down at the bottom of the sleeping bag around my feet. Mm-hmm. And also, like, of course, we were aware we are unbelievably privileged and lucky that this is our situation during this. And we're also terrified and repulsed at what, what we imagine is happening to more vulnerable people all over the city. Absolutely. Because there was no preparation, no warning. No warnings, no, like, hey, guys, heads up. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like we're just kind of like we're trying to, you know, uh, take a page from Beyonce's book, kind of make lemonade here. Um, so, you know, this is, we're making jokes, we're complaining a bunch, and we just want to put that as a... Yes, this is terrible. Yeah. And, like, we, we, we had all sorts of, uh, resources to get Oh, and it's just, like, all the money in the world wouldn't matter for this amount of a disaster. There's nothing you could do with it. Yeah. You know, like, uh... Yeah, people kept texting to be like, is there anything we need to help? And it's like, no. Yeah, no. the sun to shine in Austin. Like, uh, (laughs) I... the only thing. Um, cause yeah, you can't, I mean, you can't buy anything that like, that's not in a store that is, well, that's not at Target cause Target was the only store that was open. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it was really, yeah, it was, it was a bummer. So yeah, we're coming up on like the next, so the next day yeah, so we're what, figuring out that this is kind of, it's going to be going on for days and days. And I was kind of, at this point I was like, we got food, we got water. Um, fortunately we had like a seven gallon tank of like water storage that I'd, I'd bought as like an emergency supply for our car that I'd filled up beforehand. So it's like, fortunately, we have plenty of like drinkable water. We have plenty of granola bars. And we also like still that. had water at this point. That's right. Our, our, our actual, like our regular water was, uh, our plumbing was. Yeah, but okay. we're coming up on when that, I mean, I may have spoiled the, the plot <laughs> twist there. But, uh... So, so when Wednesday morning, I'm like, you know what? We got this. We got the warm room figured out. Um, you know, we've got food, we've got water. We're not, in danger of dying, I think. So it's like, this is going to be fine. We've got our car so we can charge our phones constantly. So let's just like pretend like everything's normal and just like use our phones. Like I actually got on like my work email and started sending work emails because um, I was feeling so normal. And then both that of our not, phones. That is, I want to that is not a normal <laughs> plus. I was just like, <laughs> I was like Googling smiling celebrities you know, to try to like calm myself down. So uh, I did that Wednesday morning until both our phones died. And then I was like, all right, I'll go pop down to the car and charge these. And I go down to our car and the car does not start. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, oh, God, we're dead. Yeah. So it's like that means we have no generator basically to charge anything. No so ability. No phones. No, no yeah. ability to contact anybody. So that means like if we do start to die and need to call 911, we can't do that anymore. We can't even call the police to take us to like a warming center. Yeah. You know? It's like, uh, we're done now. It's just us in our apartment and we'll, and then we're just waiting to see what happens. Yeah. So that was pretty, pretty rough. And then shortly (laughs) after that, our water stopped working. Um, so that was pretty rough. And I was like, Oh no. Oh no, no. And, uh, cause we hadn't filled the tub because I hadn't thought about, cause we, we had plenty of drinking water, but like, you also need water for flushing the toilet or washing your hands or washing dishes. Like, um, so the, the water came back on briefly. It like flickered for a little bit. And I, I like ran it to fill the tub while that was happening. And then it went out permanently. 
And then that's when we realized that our tub drain wasn't installed correctly, so the seal didn't work. So all the water drained out. Yeah. So it was pretty tough. I, like, a, a, you could hear, like, an Attenborough narrator being, like, talking about, like, the Seth Fried slipping into constipation <laughs> as a uh, as a self-preservation move, uh, which I did nobly. Uh, <laughs> not only now I'm taking credit, uh, so I think that's good. I don't usually take a curtain call for my constipation, but this one felt like a... But yeah, so that, that got real scary. Um, yeah, that was very scary. Um, and it's also, like, all of this is, like... Oh, so we're also out of firewood now, and like, it, like we're in this room that's we're keeping in the fifties, which is still cold. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but like not not to the point where you're worried about dying. Um, but then it's it's, like, unco- it's physically uncomfortable. It's like uh, yeah, but then but it's like then the whole thing is like the the closed we and we had like towels shoved under all the door cracks. But then it's a thing of like, if I need to go to the bathroom, that means we have to open the door, which is going to let heat out. So. Like, you had to, like, plan all of your things, like, seven steps in advance to be like, well, I need more batteries in the closet, and I also need to pee, so I'll go do those things at the same time. And it's like, how many things can we combine? So we're closing this door, like, opening and closing this door the fewest number of possible times because this is our lifeline. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we had, yeah, like, towels bunched up around the door and, like, and, um and all that to try to seal us in. And we would, you know, by the end, it would take a while to get going. It would be, like, about as cold as outside. And then um, by the end of the day, we would get it kind of up into the almost 50, 51. Yeah. We, brought, we just brought, like, a meat thermometer in the room with us so we would know what, <laughs> what temperature it was. Yeah. And it's, like, um, I can't tell you. Like, and then I would go out to kind of cook in the... Because uh, Julia did end up making this cook fire, which was... Um, she took, like, a can of tuna fish and she put like a spiral of cardboard in it and then dripped wax on the cardboard and it was very impressive it worked really well um i was like who did i marry uh <laughs> and um so yeah i went out to the fireplace and i cooked just like macaroni and cheese on kind of like this weird little cook fire yeah which again in pitch black and like the water never gets to boiling but it gets to steaming and then like you have to like we can't mix the cheese into the cooking uh, pot because we have no way to wash it afterwards so it was like we had to boil the noodles in the pot and then like strain them and we we're like this is hot water we should save it because we had we had i think that day collected a bunch of snow in buckets but it was too cold in our apartment for the snow to melt yes so we use the starchy water to kind of melt our toilet snow <laughs> yeah so we're like straining pasta over holding the colander over this bucket of snow to try to try to help it melt and then... So this is day four we're at? This now? is still Wednesday. This is still day, day three. three. Yeah. Good lord. And um, and then, like, mixing the cheese in our individual bowls. And, so I got like, pretty Cormac McCarthy pretty quick. And then I think we put in um, nubs of um, the remnants of our beef jerky in with our mac and cheese uh, then as, like, a... Reader, it was great. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were maybe malnourished, but it was good. Yeah, no, uh, macaroni and cheese and beef jerky was, that was a, a feast. Um, yeah, we were like, <laughs> they're kind of on theme with this podcast, had not downloaded anything to anything. our, like, because we had like an iPad that was Fully like charged. resiliently well charged the entire time. But and like, we, we couldn't do anything. Had nothing on it. Uh, <laughs> no movies to, um, to distract us. And it's the Wi-Fi only kind, so it's like you couldn't use it. So that was day three. Yeah. So I already am, like, stressed out. We 
cappiness that we're on the Yeah, and we have no we have no phones. We have no water. Um, I mean, running water. Um, and uh, we're just like reading to each other by candlelight and nightlight. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think. Oh, that's when I think the day we were so miserable we couldn't even like read because it was just so unpleasant and we got out the uh the complete works of calvin and hobbs oh that was great yeah so we just looked at calvin and and hobbs yeah and it was perfect yeah that was great that that really worked and it was exactly the kind of what we needed to see then yeah and we had figured out a thing we have like a a hand crank radio like emergency radio thing oh that is supposed to be able to charge your phones let me just say one thing (laughs) about the fucking radio oh my god which it's like this is your time to shine like you have been lapped by every other possible uh medium um and so we're just sort of like have this radio it'll be great we'll find out the weather or information because it's like we don't even know how long, how much longer it's going to be below freezing. Because as soon as stuff starts to melt, then like we'll be okay. But no, so it was just like we're just looking for information, and it's all just like dumb music. Just the dumbest music in the world, and then people being like, and not even like me being an old man. It was like, like and like who are these kids listening to? It was like Eric Clapton. I was like, why are you talking about Eric Clapton? Like <laughs> we're, it's a, an entire state is dying right now. Uh, so the the radio. Uh, you're useless, and I'm so glad to be a podcast and not a radio. <laughs> How dare you, radio? <laughs> to be fair, podcasts aren't broadcast over radio signals, so you know they're equally unhelpful, I guess. Or like it's That's a separate. True. They're well, not, I mean, I would never go. They're to, not supposed to be filling that. But like the whole like, and a podcast would never presume right. to kind of generate like generate the 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 perception. That they are there for important information. <laughs> and it's like, even, it's like, I get it. FM is going to be mostly music because that's the thing. But even AM, it was like, first of all, we only got like two stations. And yeah, they were just like self-help radio. And people talking about fucking sports. Like what oh. Green, what Green Bay was going to do. Yeah. And that's another thing. I can't wait until my grandkids ask me what this horrible stretch of history was <laughs> like. I, would, I just want to look them down there and be like, people talk about sports the entire time. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about movies, but that's better. Because yeah. movies is our sports. That's that's the kind of people we are. And they are a zero-sum game. Um, but uh, anyway, so the radio is useless. Uh, I'm going to call it 2021 radio is useless. So yeah, so you were talking about the hand crank and stuff. Uh, oh, that's right. We, we had... So we do have a, a hand crank radio that is theoretically supposed to also be able to charge your phone, which of course it wasn't doing. Um... And, but we, and you know, it has these different, all these different, like you can hand crank it, you can solar panel charge it, you can battery charge it, and there's all these different settings to switch to. But we'd figured out if we switch it to this one configuration and then put AAA batteries in, it will charge your phone by 3% before it starts draining it. So we had... <laughs> Which is a very handy feature. Yes. So we had, we had my, my completely dead phone plugged in. And then Seth was just, I was just a basket case. So Seth had taken it on himself to be like, I'm going to fix this phone. Um, So he would like put new batteries in and then check the phone every five minutes until the number started dropping. And then he would, or, or stayed still. And then he would unplug it, put in, throw those batteries out, put in three new batteries and do that again. And we just did that for like an hour until my phone got up to like 40%. Yeah. And it was, yeah, and that was at day four, I think, I just went and got, like, 
$48 with AAA batteries. So and, many, yeah. And I also got us, um, I'm so excited uh, the next day. I got us, I think you were kind of geeked out at that point. And I think, well, I think this is maybe I was about to geek out. So I was like, I'm going to go. I need to feel like I'm doing something. So I walked. Yeah, I think on Wednesday you went to Target alone. Oh, that was Wednesday? I think that was Wednesday. And I think Thursday we went to Target together. And then by then it was normal Target again. Oh, great. Yeah, so that was... Um, yes, I went to Dark Target alone. Um, and I was really proud I had found a kit. Because we don't even own jumper cables. Like, that was a... a yeah, that's right. Because, right, so we were like, if we could get, get our car jumped, then we could charge our phones again at least. Yeah, so I, I managed to find this kit that had not only jumper cables, but a headlamp. Just really excited about it. Which would be so handy because we had these lights, but it's like you have to position the light behind you in order to have enough light to read, which is very yeah. hard. So we're like balancing stuff on the back of our couch and stuff. Yeah. And so then um, I, then I got enough AAA batteries to like electrocute a person. And then, <laughs> and then uh, I'm still me. So I got like um, wine. Uh, oh, yeah. We drank every night of week. Yeah, they, they ran out of water real quick at Target. They never ran out of alcohol. <laughs> which is like, God bless them. Like, something's working in the state of Texas. Um, so I remember just walking home after that. It was also like the most treacherous walk of my entire oh, life. Oh, right. Because then, so it snowed. It, it Like, ice stormed on Thursday night before this all happened. Then it snowed on Sunday night. And then it ice stormed again on Wednesday night, I think, or Tuesday night. So now all the snow that no one had done anything about is now covered with like two inches of ice. And so yeah. it's just impossibly slippery everywhere. So it's like a 20 minute walk normally, but I'm doing that with that kind of like, um, and also like as a, luckily as a Midwesterner, I know how to walk on ice, which is kind of like you, you don't really try to get any forward traction with your foot. You just step down and then you wait and then you step. So even knew that I fell down like four times, but like, uh, so yeah, so I got that back, and then I was so excited about the the kit with the jumper cables and the headlamp, um, and I realized what, by the time I got home, um, someone at Target had stolen the headlamp out of it. Uh, yeah. I was so excited for Julia to be able to read without blow. having to like have hold a candle or whatever. Um, so that was a bummer. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I think this is this is basically the low point of our story. I'm trying to think of what other. Just other terrible uh, details. I briefly locked us out of our oh, warm. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Remember that? Where like we had we, like the door. So another thing. Just another thing. Because that's another thing too. It's like it's frustrating to be in this situation. It's frustrating to be one of the obstacles. <laughs> no, but the thing was the door to the back room doesn't close all the way uh so yeah, like it's like, and especially like when we're so worried about the door being opened it's just constantly kind of opening on its own all the time and you have to like really shove it to get it to actually click shut yeah and, and so seth was walking out of there and like pulled it hard to get it shut was right jammed for a little bit and then it yeah got jammed wouldn't open and that's like that's the room where all we were both outside of it temporarily but that's the room where all of our food, all of our water, all of our warm clothes and blankets and food and like everything. Yeah. And I was immediately sort of like, well, this is going to get broken and then we're going to have this broken door to deal with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, that's the thing was like, well, we're breaking something to get in there. Uh, which also then if it was broken down, we wouldn't be able to keep the heat in. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was a real sinking feeling. 
Um, but fortunately, it uh, he got it open pretty quickly. Did we get the? Have we gotten the blockbuster game by then? That was Thursday, I think. Okay. That was I think Thursday was like where things started to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, where Thursday also, I was just, I was so, feeling so helpless and hopeless, and it was like three or four p.m. where it's like we've already gone to Target for the day, which that's our that's our <laughs> that's our yeah. that's our activity for the day. They're like that's the one activity that we can do during daylight hours, um, and we. We had collected, we spent all Thursday, I think Thursday water was like my concern. So yeah. we, we spent all Thursday just filling buckets and trash cans. We emptied all our trash cans. And We're just wandering around snow. our apartment complex, like gathering snow into garbage cans with our bare hands. Like yeah. It was, uh... Yeah, it's like, and like we had gloves, but like then the gloves get wet really quickly and then... Then we wouldn't be able to warm it inside, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, because nothing dries, because nothing's warm enough to dry. So as soon as something's wet, it stays wet forever. And also, like, and this is like, if you lived in an apartment complex in the Midwest or in the Northeast, they will salt your steps for you, or or oh, yeah. you would have you would just do that as a matter of course if you have that. So it's like our steps were just a frozen block of ice, just completely covered in ice. So I spent a lot of that day just with a hammer and a screwdriver, just can't buy a shovel or a scraper or anything, and just clearing our steps. Yeah. Just as another sign of the time. So we live in an apartment complex, so everyone else is going through this. And it had ice stormed a bunch. There's a ton of broken branches out. And so there's just, like, people out constantly, like, trying to break the branches off. into. And, I mean, there were, like, tree limbs that people mm-hmm. were trying to, like, break them off and, like, gather them for firewood. Because everywhere is also sold out of firewood. Um, we went by, uh, we walked to the HEB briefly on Thursday, I think. And there was... There was oh, it's a line wrapping around the store, which is like it's a it was the size of an airport. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. There was like like over a hundred people in the line to get in, and there was a guy up at the front being like, "No firewood, no water, no propane." Mm-hmm. Um, and so people just everywhere are just like trying to like break wood, but no one has like axes or anything. So they're just people like break, trying to break these tree limbs with their hands to get them in, and we're just desperately like, gathering snow and ice. Uh, for water so we can flush our toilet. We were also very lucky in that, like, everyone who could just left. Yeah. Um, like, so if you had a truck or an SUV and you were able to get out, you did. But um, that meant a lot of people weren't here to notice when their pipes broke. Yeah. So some people had their roofs cave in because their upstairs neighbors left. And yeah, and then the pipes burst, and then there was just flooding yeah. that caused crazy damage. So, so can you imagine going through this and there's no roof? No, I mean, that. yeah, it's like we, we didn't um, know, like, serious long-term effects, which is great. But so I was, um, so it was like Thursday afternoon, and I'm just uh, out, and this is like, we we did get my dead phone to like 40%, but I, I refused to t- turn it on because that's like our... And you knew the news was going to be useless. Yeah, right? it's just going to be like, we expect the situ- this situation to continue through at least today. Um, but that was like our only lifeline at this yeah. point. Where like, I was like, we can't turn that on because like, that's if we need to call 911. That's that's what we use. Um, so I was just kind of walking back and forth between our front door and our car, which nothing I can do with the car also. Um, and I, there was a guy walking around from our um, complex just checking on on the state of things because he, he was saying that he was like reporting for the there's like a Facebook group that our our apartment complex has um, so he was like gonna post on there and I was like oh our car died so our phones are dead so we can't check there mm-hmm. and he was like oh electricity just came back in our apartment actually uh, so if you want to come over and charge your phones there you can. yeah and I was like 
oh my god, oh my god, yes, that's like going to like literally save us. And here, as a as context, um, <laughs> we are not social people. I was like, say, yeah. as hardcore introverts. Yeah, it was sort of like a fun it prospect. Was like, and you know, teaching story all the time, we sort of like <laughs> give the character the obstacle that will be the hardest for them at the at their core level. So I was sort of like. Yeah. Sit in a stranger's apartment and charge my phone. Yeah, even I came back in and told you. And I was just like, do I have to? <laughs> like, I, have... <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I think so. But I, to my, uh, to my credit, after about 20 minutes, I warned. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they were lovely. They were lovely, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, they like... had actually just moved here from Manhattan, uh, mm. so we had uh, lots to talk about. Um, and it was, it was delightful. And it was just perfect normal like they were just they were just in there in like yeah, t-shirts they were yeah they and, really and like the were generous and just were just like letting people come cook in their it apartment was, yeah it was amazing and it felt it just made you feel like the world was normal again yeah because it, it was it was pretty it was pretty weird not knowing anybody here just kind of like getting no real information it's yeah, the, you feel very isolated yeah and just the sense that you got is they had no control over the situation yeah and the whole time also, like, the highway wasn't No, plowed. highways were never plowed. It's like eventually just enough cars drove over it to where they started to get, like, tire grooves where, like, more cars could then drive in those grooves. But, yeah, it's like we, I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't, like, Google anything um, because we could, didn't have phones. And, like, you can't contact anyone. You don't have anyone nearby. Like, you just feel very, like, completely yeah. isolated. So it was, it was really nice to... To, like, just Absolutely. be sitting in someone's living room, and they're just, like... Yeah, and then we had fully charged phones. We were able to keep up on the Facebook group with what was going on, and it was, like, what a twist to be, like... It's like when the T-Rex... <laughs> the same thing. To have Facebook do something useful. Like, uh, that was... I did not see that coming. Yeah, the Facebook group was amazing because different buildings were getting different, getting and losing different things at different times. The, the people that we charged our phones at they lost power the next day mm-hmm. which i felt so bad for them um to have had it and then lost it um but yeah it was, it was great then so then it was like we were able to text a bunch of people back because we had just not talked to anyone in like 24 hours and um or over that and our our moms were both nervously calling us constantly and we yeah. were like we can't talk to you our phones are dying <laughs> Um, and then, so yeah, Thursday we bought, a. we were like, we got to buy a board game. We got to do it. Yeah. Cause it's so boring. As soon as, yeah. as soon as the sun goes down, you're just trapped and you can't leave this room and there's nothing you can do. And like, there's only so much you can read before you start to despair about your life. Yeah. Cause it's like, look, I write books and I know they're a pain in the ass, but, um, but I love them. But yeah, like when you're stressed out and exhausted to make a book go with your brain. Is... Especially like I have a bunch of books that are just like. You know, it's it's like um, like a woman going through a divorce and she had like an unplanned pregnancy as a teenager. And you're like, I can't handle this right now. <laughs> is, that, is that The Haunting of Hill House? No. no. Okay. okay. No, Haunting of Hill House was amazing. Oh, okay. I flew through that. So we got the Blockbuster game. Which we usually, I mean, as you could maybe guess, when we have free time to kill or like when we're in, when we're in a really boring situation, we'll do like movie guessing games with each other. Yeah. So we're like, this is perfect. Yeah, so it's like it looks like a little, it's like a little cardboard thing that looks like a cassette tape and a sleeve. 
branded like the 90s blockbuster chain. The quote on the box says, I didn't realize this is a sequel to the normal blockbuster game. So oh. this is Blockbuster Returns, which I did not notice at first. <laughs> so the tagline struck me as a little self-conscious <laughs> when I first read it. It's another, and the word another is underlined for emphasis. So it says, another movie game for anyone who has ever seen a movie. So they're referring... <laughs> They're referring to the first blockbuster game. But when I first read that, I was sort of like... Another stupid game. I was like, buddies, we're so glad to see it. Like, (laughs) don't be so down on your game. Um, So, uh, but no, it was a lifesaver. It was amazing. It was like, time flew by. I I think we spent like two or three hours playing this. And it was just... uh, so fun. Yeah, there's a charades component that you were a little nervous about. I was a little nervous about because I'm a little shy even around just Seth. Uh, <laughs> and it took me took me some prodding and some wine to get into the charades. But I think I, I successfully acted out Pete's Dragon, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was a good yeah, one. Yeah, that was a good one. And I'm like Jack Black. I just have this kind of visceral physicality in me that uh, <laughs> <laughs> really worked in charades. <laughs> Um, yeah, you did John Wick very, oh yeah, very I did, well. <laughs> I did like ten different takes at that. Yeah. I was like sweating by the end. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so that was that was fun. That was uh, so that was that Thursday. was great. That was Thursday. Yeah. So where are we at the timeline? When did Power come back on? Saturday. Friday so? at midnight. At midnight. So yeah. yes, we had I, a whole other day. Yeah, whole other day. Um, we do have at this point. At least I was like at this point. We know. Our, our phones are fully charged, and we had charge sticks. We brought charge sticks with us, so we had like a fully charged phone and a fully charged charge charge stick. So between those two, I was like, we can get through today at least. We might have to go back to their apartment to recharge yeah. stuff. Um, though of course that's when they lost power, also. But it was like I feel like we were feeling kind of okay about stuff. We had fixed our tub drain, yeah. so we were just pouring the buckets of. Snow. Buckets of snow into yeah. the tub. Um, I think we went to Target again because that's the only thing that we had to do. Oh yeah, and it was like by then it was a kind of getting hopeful. Like there were streetlights. Some streetlights right. were on. The lights were back on because yeah. the traffic lights were fully fully off yeah. this entire time too. Target was hilarious. Um, we can check. You... Everywhere is out of water by now too. So like Target was like no water in the yeah. entire store. Can we give your Instagram? Can we give my Instagram? Your Instagram handle so they can see the pictures of Target? Oh, sure, yeah. You got a great shot of the Target chip aisle. There was just like stomped on pretzels on the ground. Like it was oh, just... Oh, that chip aisle. <laughs> is, this, is it Jamie Hook? I don't know. Wait, let me... No, that's Letterboxd. Let me pull it up. But yeah, so we went to Target and that was, you know, I don't even really need to know if we needed anything. I think that was the one day, I think everywhere else we were buying so many batteries and expensive candles um, that we spent like $100 every day at Target, which again, very lucky to be able to do that and yeah. just be like, we're not going to worry about it. But I think I think Friday was the one day we just went and we bought like wine and that was, and we, we and LaCroix. Uh, we That's basically, right. We lived on, because we we're kind of saving our Oh yeah, for drinking, drinking water. water. Yeah, we just survived on the very unpopular flavors of LaCroix. <laughs> yeah. Because for for our tank of drinking water, it's like we didn't know how long this was going to last because they were like, even when power comes back on, water's going to be off for a while. And we also needed the water for like boiling noodles or yeah. like um, drinking tea or like, you know, anything you need to cook with. So we were basically only drinking LaCroix for, for drinking water. Yeah. Um, it is Jamie Hook. Jamie Hook, Instagram. Check it out. You don't post that often, so it'll be probably the top one. It's, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so it it was bananas. Um, yeah, but I mean, by that point, at least all the lights were back on in Target, and yeah. it was it was warm in there, so it, it immediately went from outside. It was like again wearing three pairs of pants, three sweaters. Uh, and a heavy winter coat and like falling on ice in the parking lot and like mm-hmm. we were we were like carrying backpacks so that we could like bring all the stuff home with us um, yeah. and all that and then you you know you're, you feel very much like you're like hiking through the wilderness and then you get into like this warm target where the fucking TVs are all on oh that was obnoxious oh I forgot also the Wednesday when I went alone because there was also a line to get into target to uh, a couple times that I went um uh, there was a guy buying a TV, like, just like a, <laughs> a sixty-inch TV, and I was like, "Must be nice." Yeah, like, this guy's doing whatever the opposite of looting is. Just <laughs> buying a sixty-inch TV in the middle of a power outage. But uh, um, but yeah, it's like we were in Target on Friday, and it felt so normal in there. It just felt like the regular world, and then you felt like silly, like wearing like. It's like I haven't like changed my shirt in four days because it's yeah. too cold to take my clothes off in the apartment. And like I'm I was wearing, wearing like, duck boots. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm yeah. the only pair of duck boots in the state of Texas. <laughs> yeah, we're coming up. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else happened on Friday, but I think the p- power came back on for the first time at like seven o'clock at night. So yeah. we, we were kind of like, you know, it's like sun's gone down. We're huddled in the back room. We got this. We've got our blockbuster game now. We yeah. can totally make it through. It's like we've we've got this settled now. We can make it through another night. And then I remember the instant it came on. I love those those times where like you have an immediate reaction that you can't control. That and then you get to see what that crazy instant reaction was. Um, where it the power came. We had we had the switch to the ceiling light on so that we would know as soon as the power came back on. And uh, the power came on right as Seth was walking through the door. And I was so, it was so dark in there and my eyes were so adjusted to the dark that I was just like, Seth, that's too bright. <laughs> and then I was just like, wait, the light is on. Oh my God, yeah. the light is on. So you see what I'm dealing with. Everything. <laughs> Everything's my fault. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. Nah, yeah, we're not one of those married couples. Uh, but... Um, no, it was. It was just ridiculous. It's like that. What a ridiculous thought, and like, and like that. I didn't connect it first to the electricity is back. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was shocked, and then it was like, but then it was immediately. That was like ten minutes, right? Yes, I mean maybe even less than that. I think I, I think I waited two minutes, and I texted my mom to be like, the electricity is back on. And we had a whole power station set up in in preparation. So we had everything plugged in and all that. And we were just like, oh my God, it's back on. Everything's finally over. And then like 10 minutes or less, it went back out again. Yeah. So then we were we were unprepared for that. But then I think like an hour later, it came on for like 20 minutes. I think, yeah, something like that. So a similar amount of time. And this time I was prepared and I immediately went and I downloaded uh, The World's End. By Edgar Wright. Um, yeah. yeah. So that on worked, our iPad. <laughs> which is so generous because that is a comfort movie for me, really. Yeah, but it's like I so I love. I mean, I love Hot Fuzz is is the movie I've watched more than any other movie. Ever, yeah, because it's per- it's perfect. Um, but the World's End was always my least favorite one. I think partially because they sort of um, role swap having uh, Simon Pegg be the oh the the wild card or the whatever. wild card yeah. yeah, and Nick Frost being the straight man. 
Um, and it's got a kind of a negative ending. Like it sort of ends with the world actually ending, which is sort of a bummer. But in, in so oh, in this context, in yeah, this context, yeah, you I were like, I'm there. Loved it. it yeah. I've, I've never Hot liked it better. Made sense to you in this moment. Absolutely, and it was amazing. So I, I, um, power came back on, and I was like, first thing, grabbed the iPod, hit iPad, hit the download button. Fortunately, also very fortunately, our internet is still working because a lot of people around us, their internet just broke forever. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but so we it finished downloading, and as soon as it finished downloading, I hit download on the Princess Bride, and then the power went back out again. Oof. Yeah. So, but then and then know, it went out for like five hours that time. Yeah, and it was a bummer. But then, uh, thanks to my generous, <laughs> lovely wife, we just sat and drank wine and watched The World's End, and it was really it was charming. amazing. It was so lovely. The whole thing was also like super low res <laughs> like it hadn't like yeah yeah it, I, I don't know what the deal is with that but it was like very blurry the entire time but i was we were just so like it's here oh my god it's yeah. here a line from that movie that always makes me laugh no matter, no matter how much i rewatch it and no matter whether or not i've just lived through a natural or no a man-made <laughs> greed-based disaster <laughs> republican greed-based disaster <laughs> um is uh Simon Pegg's character. My sports bag. Yeah. What what is his name? Uh, Gary King. Gary King. Gary King is pulled over by the cops. He's just like, um, (laughs) he he doesn't have ID because, of course, and he's just like, I've left it at the bloody gym. (laughs) He's like, I don't know if you can Julia just did it. Uh, you do it again? Sorry, no, uh, I wrote it. No, 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 you should do it because you did a good job. <laughs> He's just like, I must have left it in my sports bag. <laughs> it's all in my sports bag. <laughs> just uh, so good. Simon Beck, international treasure. Um, but yeah, so that movie, it really worked. It was a great pick for the time. I think you picked the right one. It was perfect. I was so glad that we had just it. Just to have moving images <laughs> it was, was magical. Yeah, because like, we immediately charades. It's like, I guess I'll be the moving image. Like, um, it really makes you think about like I was like I should write a letter like I understand why people wrote so many letters back then because it's like you gotta what else do you have to do to fill the time absolutely it was yeah so then it was so we, we went to bed without power or did it come no up? we did yeah we, so it came back it came so so it, it was like flickering at like 7 to, to 7 45 or whatever and then it came back fully for good just after midnight. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. And then that was, yeah, I, uh... So, but it was basically, like, we, we were exhausted, and it had been, especially with it coming back and and leaving, coming back, it was, like, really putting us through the ringer. Um, so we were so tired that we just plugged in everything to charge and then yeah. just, and just went to bed. I think I stayed up a little bit out of spite. <laughs> and I do, I remember the first thing of, like, because, like, our heat came back, and I just remember, like... Oh, yeah, that was, I forgot about not having heat. <laughs> Even while we're telling this, (laughs) right? Because it's so you so take it for granted. Um, But I remember that being that being such a a visceral reaction of just like my body relaxing that I like hadn't I hadn't realized that I had just been ambiently shivering for five straight days. So just like it, like it getting warm enough to like relax was like the most comforting thing in the world. Yeah, I think I think heat was like heat was such a big. such a, a big part of it. Yeah, and it was. It's also tough too because it's kind of like it's hard to imagine you're bored on a plane, and the yeah. movie that you're watching has flickered out enough to where you don't trust that it's going to stay on. 
how much would you enjoy that movie? Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're just... The whole experience actually felt exactly like being on a long plane trip. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, you have some stuff with you. You're in your comfy clothes, kind of. But you can't really get comfortable or do anything. And you're, you're too ambiently worried to, like, work on a creative project. Or, like, yeah. write. Oh, that's a, that's a great... Like, I always tell myself this lie of just, like, oh, I'm going to write, like, a whole... And it's like, no... You're just going to be like, my head feels weird. Yeah. And I'm going to stare at the back of the seat because my head feels weird the entire time. It's like, my head feels weird. There's some shaking that's giving me concern. I'm ambiently worried about plane crashes. I'm an empath, so I'm like, I'm worried about how rude the person two seats up is being. (laughs) Just like, like it's my problem. Yeah, so that's exactly what it felt like the whole time where they're just like, like, you're fine, technically, but you're... Just, like, you can't do anything because you're so just, you're just waiting. It's just, like, the whole time of just, like, being worried and waiting. Yeah. So that was, yeah, so electricity was bad on. Still had no water. Yeah. But it was, like, we were just so excited to have electricity again that we were, like, everything's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just, like, ignoring the fact that we were just flushing our toilet with snow water, which worked beautifully. It did. We got through it. And, yeah, and our apartment complex was, like, yeah, you will not have water till Monday. Yeah. And they were true to their word. That's exactly what we were That was the, the one update we got during the storm, <laughs> and they were, uh, they uh, did not waffle on that. Yeah. Yeah, so that was about it. That was rough. But yeah, I don't know if we captured how dramatic it was, but we're pretty wound up about it. Yeah, it was, and yeah. And then, so of course, then we both had to take an unexpected week absence from work. So then when we did get power back, we were just oh, yeah. working till oh, midnight yeah. every night. I mean, this is our, really our one of our first free nights for, after digging out yeah. from that, where it's kind of like, it's lovely to be almost murdered by capitalism for no reason. <laughs> well, not for no reason. So a bunch of Republicans can save a nickel on their electricity bill. <laughs> and then to then turn around and be like, well, you better work super hard because you want capitalism to get mad. So that was a kind of like um, a lot of displaced anger. Um, yeah, it was tough. It, I mean, it was... You just had no no energy. Yeah, I'm not the type of person to post mean reviews for products on the internet, but boy, was I thinking about it. <laughs> and just like our place is a mess. All of our yeah. pots are coated in a thick layer of soot because we've been cooking over this campfire. Oh, yeah. It looked like the Dahmer party had squatted and here. And just every, like the soot just gets everywhere. So I was like, even after our power came back, uh... I would just be like cooking, cooking breakfast, and I'd go look in the mirror, and there'd just be soot all over my face. <laughs> I'd be like, where did this come from? I just want to address the fact that it's called the Donner Party, the Dahmer Party. No, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because I just assumed you were talking about Jeffrey Dahmer, so I'm like, that is his name. <laughs> no, it's the Donner Party, right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. I have a sensitive reference on all counts. Um, but yeah, recommendation, so- my friend Dahmer. Oh, yeah, that is a good great. movie. It was a great I like movie. The, the lead guy in that. It just calms me right down. The guy who played Jeffrey Dahmer? No. <laughs> the guy who plays like his friend. Oh, like his friend. I can't remember. Oh, he's also in, I think, the um, Jumanji movie. He's got a nice, calming Oh, presence. yeah, like the main the main kid in the Jumanji movie. Yeah. I think he's nice. I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I just relaxed when he's on screen. Yeah. No, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, in response... My, my, I'm realizing my trauma response is preparation. So I spent, so our, our parent came back Friday night at midnight. I spent the entire day Saturday uh, researching emergency preparedness supplies and buying supplies online and buying 
power stations and uh and and power banks and candles and batteries and yeah my coping mechanism has been impotent rage <laughs> and i've spent a lot of just like i'm just like like the disturbed child in a horror movie just drawn the board members of ERCOT being eaten by cats <laughs> is what i'm doing uh so it's a and again we're really lucky but it's kind of like the ripples that this sends out and if you're already struggling and then this happens to you. It doesn't matter that then your power is back on a week later. You know, this yeah. is like, yeah, a chain effect that's going to make economic inequality even worse. Absolutely. It, it's one of those things that make you realize, like, we're we're so, everything's so relatively cushy in our lives in general. That, like, when you have to deal with something going so wrong, you just, like, can't handle anything else. It, like, makes, just makes you realize, like... People who are just have to struggle every day with whatever they're struggling with is like takes a really big toll on on the whole the yeah. whole rest of your life. So it's, it really just like it made me so angry that the the point of all of this was to save a little bit of money on your electric bill, which is already nothing. Your electric like it's like. You know, it's not so much that it's worth people's lives. I don't know. Yeah, this is basically what I've been doing. Just, just doing. <laughs> this is yeah. This is all under the impotent rage category. Yeah, I've just been spraying all my bile that what was <laughs> once the Trump ulcer, and is now the ear cut ulcer. Um, um, as a related incident, it was Seth's birthday this week. Oh yeah, <laughs> and birthday. We, we, we really. Really messed with our celebration plans because we're so yeah we're so hungover. We're still recovering from this, and also recovering from all the work we had to do to get it. You know, so but you know we had a nice little thing. We we um we hung out. Seth got a model samples. Uh, Yeah, I got a little model. Like I uh, oh yeah, spoiler (laughs) alert. In case you're worried that I'm not a uh, already a a remorseless nerd. I got really into um, synthesizers, uh, you know, kind of entry-level synthesizers. So I was messing, you know, messing around with kind of the Korg Volca keys, the Korg Volca samples, you know, making beats and Pocket boots. operator. Pocket operator's feeling really good about it. Um, I'll post some, well, no, you, oh, if you go to my Instagram, Seth underscore F-R-I-E-D. That's free to you Germans out there. Check it out. I've, you know, I've posted some of my better jams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Julia's laughing at this. is the coolest <laughs> thing she's ever heard. It's um, my response to cool information. Yeah. So I got what is called an electron model samples. Now, we all know that <laughs> Electron's known for its really deep kind of workstations and its drum machines, you know, um, heavy hardware. Well, you know what? They're finally getting into that entry-level game. This is... Priced at like the $300 level. It's definitely a birthday present. Um, you, you know, you got to be a special little boy to get this. You got to clear this past your wife first. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, but you have to admit, these beeps and boops are of a higher caliber. Uh, I mean, the Volcas aren't, aren't going anywhere. Don't you worry. But, uh, you know, I love that kind of, that dirty sound. But um, that lo-fi fun. Um, anyway, so I'm a nerd and that's what I've been doing in my life. You know, we want to catch you up on a lot. Yeah. We've been going. But this is um, still running out of movies. And I thought a fun thing to talk about is like, um, we've been kind of mentally recovering. I, we've been honestly bummed out. We, we were really yeah. excited about Austin. I and mean, this is now, this is the two week mark to the day that, that we got our was, power back. Yeah. And then, uh, and then like less than two weeks since we got water back. But, yes. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, so we've been pretty bummed. I was, I was really loving Austin, um, but now you know this is a big thing that you know, big, <laughs> it's a big big negative mark uh, on Austin. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like when you're dating someone and they're awesome, and then um, and then you they take you out to dinner, and they chase you around wearing a shark suit. And they're like, I'm going to eat you. I'm going to gobble you up because I'm a shark. And you're like, I mean, I still like you. Yeah. But that's, I got to say, that's kind of weird. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love like, that. I know that, you know, um, according to astrology, we're a good match. Um, we're not so <laughs> good anymore. But no, yeah. So I feel like I got uh, chased around a restaurant by someone in a shark suit, but not in a fun way. But no, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're adjusting and we're kind of, um, how you, how you, I mean, we checked in, but like, how are you feeling for the, you know, for for our performative thousands of viewers, yeah, hundreds <laughs> or of listeners. Point, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think good. We we took a long chunk of time this afternoon to clean the apartment. Yeah, which we hadn't. I mean, we hadn't done. We were so busy. We were just kind of living yeah. in the squalor. We were, like yeah. we ended up just even after we got power back, we ended up just ordering food a bunch that first week, just because it's like our kitchen's a wreck and like we just don't have any energy. Um, so that felt really good. I think that, that, that sort of turned it back into our apartment for me. Yeah. It's, it kind of reminded me of, um, I hope this is an insensitive comparison, but I've heard a lot of like, it's when someone's has their house robbed, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's weird to have the traumatic thing happen in the space where you're supposed to feel safe, you know? Yeah. So it's, right. It makes the safe place not safe anymore. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, it, it's been a little, it's been a little uncomfortable, but, um, but yeah, I think we're, we're getting back there. And again, we're lucky in a lot of ways. We, we realize that, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, definitely. But yeah, so it's, 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 uh, I, I'm not quite there yet. And definitely think still things like I still have a bucket full of water on our patio that I won't throw away. No, I was really, this is like, how. It's like, that's, it's emergency water. What if we need water? So you, you're still hoarding snow water. I'm still, I'm still hoarding snow water. And I, I'm whispering nice things into the light sockets. I have so many different go bags now. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Do you want to get run through in your gear? Give oh. us the, the Julian Beagle gear rundown. I'll put music behind it. <laughs> First of all, so I feel like everyone, well, I feel like the, so the, the things you have to have are like batteries, Bic lighters, candles, uh, granola bars, water. Um, I think those the major ones. I, I also we also Maybe got your favorite. What's your favorite? My favorite. This is the 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 sort of unexpected dark horse is baby wipes, mm-hmm. um, and power banks. That's probably less unexpected. But I think uh, after not being able to shower for nine days or or however long, um, oh. You just you stop feeling like a person, basically. Where like I really wish we had like baby wipes or some sort of moist towelette situation that you could sort of clean yourself up with, or even like we couldn't wash our hands really. We had like we got like Purell, but then like you can only do that so many times. Yeah, I would like I Purell my hands so many times. I just finally um, washed my hands in snow, even though I was freezing. Like uh, I need to rub them off with something. Yeah, so it's like, I think baby wipes are, like, number one um, unexpected 
really, really think, just think, because it's like there's a difference between surviving and still feeling like a person. Or I feel like a lot of the lists are like, so you can literally survive off of just granola bars, but like you're going to stop feeling like a human pretty quickly. Um, so mac and cheese was another big thing where yeah. like, we were able to cook, cook that over uh, almost nothing. Um, and it was it was a nice thing. I ate all the granola, and then all I had left was that glue that holds the bar together. And then the last couple of days, I was just eating that glue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, this is still the uh, the Julie Mio gear rundown. So. Gear rundown. Um, I think the biggest number one thing I would recommend everyone buy right now, no matter what, is power banks or like charge well, sticks. What is that? What is that? Like a a thing that you can charge your phone from, basically. Or mm-hmm. we had randomly been given at some point over the past like 10 years that we lived in New York um, two little charge sticks that ended up saving our lives because we were able to charge those off our car a lot faster than we were able to charge our phones and um, just like having a means to communicate communicate with the outside world and to like look stuff up because there's also things where it's like I'm trying to build a campfire stove how do I do that you have to google it and you like maybe don't have the battery to watch a YouTube tutorial. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, some means to charge your phone is like incredibly helpful. Um, you can get just tiny little charge sticks or you can get, we got um, one of the things that I bought after this was like a, uh, a thing that's more meant for laptops. It'll like charge a laptop once or twice, but it'll charge your phones a lot more than that. I think that that's the bigger one. It's kind of well, the, the this big one. Oh, okay, yeah. That's that guy. Yeah. Uh, that's like a it's like a laptop charger. Oh, okay. Um, and then in addition to that, this is like my my splurge thing, because um, mo- most of these things are also incredibly cheap. But you just have to buy them beforehand because you can't buy yeah. them when you're in the middle of it because they won't deliver um, in time. Uh, but the the splurgey thing that I got is like because we're like we're just gonna buy a generator. We're like we're never gonna do this again. We're gonna buy a generator. But then, like, you have to keep gasoline on hand with a generator, which, like, we don't really have a... We still live, just live in an apartment. We don't have, like, a garage that we can, like, safely store it in. And it also, like, goes bad every so often. Yeah. And also, the generator itself, you have to, like, change the oil on. It's basically a car engine. Yeah, so, in, in instead of that, we bought, like, a Jackery 500 power I was going to say, station. all I remembered about it is the name is vaguely offensive. <laughs> is it Jackery? I mean, it just sounds... I don't know. <laughs> Sounds rough. <laughs> Jackery? I don't know. But it's uh, it's basically just like a gigantic battery that it takes like 10 hours to charge off of a wall socket, but then it'll, uh, you know, it would probably power your phones for a week. Um, I think you can run like, you can run like a mini fridge off of it for like five hours or something like that. But, you know, for the, for the small things that we would be needing it for. Um, and then I also bought a bunch of... Um, like lanterns that are both rechargeable battery powered and battery powered and USB chargeable powered. Um, so it's like no matter what, like if you have if you have a power station, you can charge it through that. If you only have batteries, you can charge it through that. For lanterns and also the same thing for um, fan in case power goes out in the summertime and you need to keep cool. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's good. This has been the Julian Miho gear wrap-up. Oh, and then for our, we, we can cut this, but. Oh, wait, no, no, wait, this is uh, also any Julian Miho 
extreme gear wrap up. <laughs> Anything on the on the fringe of the gear culture that you've uh, well, survived to I'm just saying. So there's there's so that's like the gear for inside your house, uh, basically. I, I'm sure I'm leaving things off of this that are obvious, but um, but then in addition, we got a bunch of things for the car that would just live in the car. That is, the idea would be like if you're stranded in the middle of the woods. Uh, if your car breaks down, whatever, you have all this stuff in the backseat. So, there we have, like, a blanket, an emergency blanket, um, like, Bic lighters and tea candles, which are, can apparently be helpful if you're inside your car, a tea candle can, like, warm up the interior. Um, we also got, like, a hatchet as we, um, for the... Because of that book? For the... <laughs> For like uh, all the broken down tree limbs, it's like we have all these tree limbs, but we couldn't. Oh, he does tons of stuff with them. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, no, we got Couldn't use the Um, we also got like a folding shovel. Um, you know, if your car gets stuck in in snow or or mud or whatever. Um, got a portable jump starter, which would have been incredibly Very useful handy, yeah. because we could have got our car back on. Um, as well as like the jumper cables, emergency gloves for if you're working on the engine, road flares that are LED, uh, duct tape, tow cables, and uh, granola bars and glow sticks. I think glow, glow sticks is like the, the latest, latest purchase where it's like, if all else fails, you have a way to make light. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We also they come put, with lanyards. Put two books in the glove compartment too forever. Yeah. 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 Because it's like sometimes you're just stranded somewhere and it gets so boring. I think that's the other thing like you don't think about when you're thinking about survival is like it's so boring. Oh, yeah. Just being alive is not for me. Yeah. Like, so it's uh, like you have to have some form I of I mean, being alive plus silly fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not interested. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna close up the Julie Mihook survival wheel rabbit. Also, air compressor. Get an air compressor in case your tire goes flat. That's awesome. It's great. Yeah. No, that's gonna be. I'm gonna. <laughs> you can cut all this. No, I, it's gonna be something. I'm gonna make something that model samples. That's gonna be like pure, <laughs> pure stuff. It's gonna be great. But yeah, so um, so yeah, uh, tying this back into, I think this, I think did a fairly good job, um of conveying the sheer terror of living in Texas in the 21st century. <laughs> Good God. Uh, yeah, so basic services, not on the menu. Uh, not not guaranteed. Yeah. Um, the Governor Abbott, I'm coming for you. I'm running in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> As the uh, immediately publicly shamed uh, candidate <laughs> for whatever. I pick it. You pick. Um uh, but yeah, let's talk about movies. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a a, a big surprise for us now. I thought we talk quickly. What are your kind of comfort movies now that we've been kind of beating up the movie you can watch? It. Yeah, well we've been we've been working on a um, what we call our cable movie channel, which is just we've been buying, you know, certain movies that are just like the movies that you just wish were always on. Like you just turn on the TV on a random afternoon and this movie's playing and you're like, oh. Awesome. Yeah, it's the kind of stuff that would like 
run on TBS when you're at your parents for Thanksgiving. Exactly. And like the Two Towers is on. Yeah. And you're just like, this is great. What else would you want? So we've been, we've been working on that for a while. And I think I've, through, through thinking about it, for that, I've realized that I think Princess Bride is my go-to comfort Just movie. always cheers you Just up. Just always great. I can watch it, like, even if I've seen it last week, you can put it back on again, and it's just lovely. It's, like, comforting enough, and it's funny enough, and it's weird enough, where it's just always delightful. Yeah. Um, I recently read the book, which, uh, as a warning, there is a preface to this book that is... Yeah. upsetting and will make you want to burn the whole book don't read the preface but the actual rest of the book is amazing and it, it's just an, like an extended version of the movie it's That's wonderful right. yeah it was very intense i've never seen someone cut the preface out of a book and burn it like she was covering <laughs> up a murder i li- yeah i literally did that because we can't risk like if our future kids pick up this book be, oh yeah they like they this book can't. yeah Read that prep. It's I mean, it's horrible. It's really weird. It's like I think he was trying to be funny, but it's just like body shaming and misogynistic. It's and... so. It's like he's trying to be like you know. It, you know how like it's funny when misogynistic people are super misogynistic. Here's that <laughs> for twenty five pages that doesn't go anywhere. But and that's like the opening paragraph that he just windmill dumps on that for the rest of the <laughs> preface. <laughs> but anyway, I think I think Princess Bride is is. Uh, I'm realizing is the movie that I always want to watch. What do you, what, like, I mean, I love that movie. I think every, you know, um, yeah. what does it do for you? Is it just kind of like, is it a collection of kind of youthful memory burns? No, actually. Cause I don't, I don't think I watched it that much as a kid or I don't, you know, I don't have that many fond memories of it in that sense. But I think it's just like gentle enough where like mm-hmm. when you're, when you're stressed out, or when you're going through something and you can't handle, like, a good... Even though, like, a good movie might have some parts of it that are really stressful, where it's sort of like none of that. It's sort of all all nice mm. and all gentle. Uh, but there's still enough... But it's still interesting. I think, there's, I think it's rare that there are movies that are interesting and have a bunch of stuff happened, happens that are also like gentle and kind the whole time yeah i do like that i also i I think we've talked about this a little bit privately like um it's sad like i don't think anyone could make the princess bride anymore it's so stagey and weird it's all like medium shots theatrical yeah yeah like there's the whole thing i love it like and it's everything looks like a set it looks like you're watching a stage play yeah it's very weird which i'm guessing is a conscious choice because it's like the the um the Wonder Years bits, like the the Fred. What's his? What's our guy's name? No, what's because his brother was on Boy Meets World. What's his name? Uh, that doesn't. Help I'm me. completely blanking. Let's call him Fred Topanga. <laughs> so Fred Topanga. Fred Corey. Yeah. So the Fred Topanga stuff. I think you realize his name is Fred, Fred Savage. His Fred name is Fred Savage. I saw it in your eyes. That you do. <laughs> um. So yeah, that stuff looks more like. Uh, contemporary for the yeah time. where and it's like maybe that's just because it's just in a room where the other things are like they're having to build these elaborate like they're in a fantasy castle sets yeah. and but all if, that if you want to treat a little treat with that wonderful scene where they're climbing up the cliffs just look at the water below it's yeah. really like a interesting kind of like from that world of like set paintings yeah like the the wide shots in that in that shot are from i think the um cliffs of mower in ireland um it's pronounced moiria <laughs> 
I didn't even get it right. <laughs> it's like you're doing halfway between both. It's Moria or Moira. Bella. <laughs> I can pronounce that. I can pronounce Moira. You're doing both. You're putting two eyes in it. I might never get it. I might, that's a sad thing. I might never get it. I remember watching that um, that scene and just being... And like not even paying attention, but just being kind of ambiently aware that the ocean waves breaking were doing something interesting. Mm-hmm. And it, I think I heard I heard on something later that because um, you know it's that is not filmed at an ocean that's just in a stage. It's just like a bunch of stagehands waving plastic tarps. No, that's is amazing. what that is what that effect oh, is. That's and fantastic. and so it just feels like it just kind of like gives everything this like magical feel to it where it's like it's like not happening on this world I, I think about this a lot like how like you know every kind of like film scholar pointed out that like the quality of films kind of dropped off when sound was introduced and I think it's like with CGI I mean I'm not the first person to point that <laughs> yeah. it's a drop off in quality yeah I think we're big we're big proponents of, like of practical, effects. practical effects yeah because CGI is just like it's just still not there we were just watching Avengers uh Endgame yeah and um, just like Thanos's whole face is not great. Mm-hmm. Like his, I mean, his, like his mouth is not very well done. It's just kind of. I feel like it's it's the same thing with animation. Like I think you have to go more representative with it than um, right. If or you're trying to go purely than realist, you know. Yeah. If you if you're trying to go literal, you, you it's not quite there yet. So so it's almost better if you go more abstract with it. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe this is a dumb idea, but I would rather just, like, straight up Roger Rabbit it with these Marvel movies and have the characters look like characters and, like, the... Yeah. But, no, uh, but, yeah, uh, getting the straight to the point, yeah, the Princess Bride is really wonderful. I think that it's really, um, you don't really have movies like this anymore that are kind of, like, as funny as they are sweet. Um, yeah, that's, um, I mean, it's, it's, that's one thing that I noticed from the book. The book is more funny. I mean, more, more trying to be funny than, than the movie is certainly like the movie is basically like had all its edges knocked off from the, from the book, Mm -hmm. which I think almost unintentionally gives this, gives it this like childlike sweetness. Like I think, I think the author, although he wrote the screenplay also, but I, I think he was trying to go a little bit more like. Uh, like intentionally funny with it um, in in the book, but it's just uh, it's just lovely to see. Like, it's still I mean the movie is still very funny, but it's just even nicer. Yeah. Um, and just as a this is cheating, but I also think um, Hot Fuzz is the movie that I've watched probably more than any any other movie, mm-hmm. and like I could I could I could rewatch that like multiple times in the same week probably because it's yeah. just perfect every every single part of it is perfect oh yeah it's just a wonderful movie it's um yeah I, I remember watching that for the first time and just being kind of like uh as someone who wanted to be kind of working in narrative even back when it came out just like immediately kind of like the good kind of jealous of just seeing someone where it's like that's only Edgar Wright's second feature right I think it is and, oh, yeah. and it's, it's like immediately because it's like I like and Shaun of the Dead's really accomplished, but, like, it's just immediately, like, oh, he, this person has arrived. It's just so polished and fun the entire time. Yeah, uh, it's so fun. Yeah, it's just so comforting. And I love, the, the like, the, um, I mean, if you read my novel, I basically just took everything <laughs> I loved about Hot Fuzz and just put it in a different yeah, setting. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's the great thing about Hot Fuzz, too, is it's it's kind of a, um, a pastiche of mm-hmm. action buddy, of copies. buddy copies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, um... 
similarly, we just kind of like, I don't, uh, this isn't a favorite movie yet, because I think I've only watched it for like the third time, but, um, but I love it so much and I'm getting the same affection for it because I have such a soft spot for buddy comedies. Hot Fuzz is probably my favorite movie, like, uh, um, full stop. But, um, in a similar vein, and because I love buddy comedies so much and I'm such a devotee of them that I tried to write a buddy comedy novel and everyone did write a buddy comedy novel i mean tried in the sense that ever no one was really waiting for that but um uh midnight run <laughs> like i think charles groden in midnight run is just so great um it's really good character yeah i mean de niro is too but like he's there to basically be annoyed by how great charles groden is being <laughs> yeah like charles groden is in like a Almost an unusual choice for, the, for yeah, that. Yeah, because like, he's, he's not being manic. Like, he's not being... like Because, like, now if they made this movie, it would be like, okay, who's the hot young comic or whatever? And it would be, like, them being very over the top. But it's just kind of like... Charles Grodin is just this weird, funny character actor. Um, just him being, like, afraid to fly, like, uh, or, you know, um, and just being like, these things go down. Like, it's just... <laughs> It's so funny and so unexpected. Um, it's almost like him just being, you expect him to be zanier, but him just being kind of a normal yeah. character is is part of the funny. Yeah, it's it's like a little bit of like kind of a precursor. It reminds me of a lot of like Taika Waititi humor of kind of like very aggressively friendly and conversational. Yeah, very much. Where it's like, it's, um, he very clearly lies, no spoilers, I'm not going to spoil Midnight Run for anybody. <laughs> He very clearly lies about something because he's a, he's a trickster character also. Like mm-hmm. um, a fun thing with that I love about tricksters is they are um, a they're I mean they're not moral like they're by definition amoral. Yeah, but they're like, like outside of morality. Yeah, but they tend to spring up whenever stuff needs to be recategorized in someone's life or in society. And I think Robert De Niro's life in Midnight Run mm-hmm. needs someone to acknowledge that something needs to change here, and that's what Charles Gordon is there for um, on a thematic level. But it's a fun thing, too. It's like, tricksters get more powerful the farther you are from home. The more you're on the road. Oh, So yeah. Charles Grodin's... The more you're, you're in an unfamiliar environment, they're going to be like, I'm comfortable in this unfamiliar environment. Exactly. Because that's where things change. And, um, and or where unexpected things happen. And so his BS gets more and more powerful as they get uh, farther out. But, <laughs> so he lies about something very important, and, and uh, Robert Nero is furious at him. And, uh, but again, pulling that trickster thing where it's like, where you think of like Loki or like the Joker or whatever, but it's just Charles Brown being like, I didn't think it was appropriate to share that with you at that time. Like, uh, <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah. Where he's like, he's being very on the surface reasonable, Yeah, but it's just such a ridiculous situation. Yeah. So I think like, I mean, this is a, a dark horse for this topic, but I think like the last time we watched it and we watched it just before the, yeah. um, I think as I started realizing... The incident. Before the incident. <laughs> but um, I realized, like, oh, this would be a movie I watch, like, a couple times a year. Um, yes, yeah, so is, so... is that your choice for... I don't think... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Hot Fuzz is very much, like, just, I think, it for me now. But I don't think I can say anything more intelligent than what you just said. You know, like... Um, we get a, yeah. I mean, we could just talk about Hot Fuzz for another yeah, so hour, Mid- I'm sure. Midnight Run, I think, is going to become that. I think the buddy comedy is, when it's done well, the buddy comedies, sadly, are also because, like, our culture is really, A, weird about casting women together, B, weird about male friendship. That means that, by default, um, a lot of buddy comedies have been a kind of a hotbed for misogyny, homophobia, 
um, a lot of stuff. But like Midnight Run, there's none of that. You know, Hot Fuzz, there's none of. That. I don't think there's any of that. Uh, no, yeah, there's none of that. Where it's it's just people being lovely, and and um, and we also have a problem with like a lot of romantic comedies about kind of pushing a kind of hetero normative narrative yeah. on that, like, and uh, very much like I mean, romantic comedies are all like if there's a man and a woman in a room together, they have to fall in love. Yeah. And that's the only possible interaction they could ever have. And the message is very much like the you're nobody till somebody loves you, Kevin. Yeah. Whereas just sort of like. Hot Fuzz and Midnight Run, you get the feeling just as sort of like, these people probably could have lived their whole lives like this. Yeah, it's like there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. You know, or there's nothing nothing so wrong in their lives that, that it would ever change on its own. But it's it's sort of just like preaching the power of like human connection. Yeah, which is, it's so funny because for me, it's, um, you know, I'm so reserved and introverted that I was afraid I didn't like going to get life-saving electricity from people I think it's I think it's like it's not that shocking it's the power of the buddy company yeah. that's why it's so important for you exactly it's like stories are there to help you rehearse for like when um to not just shut people out when they things get uncomfortable to be like to I need to rehearse a lot to realize when this is a person who could change your life for the better um it's also, um, I think a lot of the times why it's hard for me to connect with people is because it means a lot to me. Yeah. And it's because I'm not frivolous with it. So it's it's a higher stake situation when I'm talking to somebody. So I think it's, it's both sides of that. But um, so buddy comedy is very important for me in that sense. Um, but just to kind of answer my own question, um, I think Hot Rod, nice. I think is underrated, just kind of screwball comedy where it's just kind of like, I can watch it at any point with anything going on and I feel wonderful. Um, I think that there is a good, I think that's a special category of movie of like movie you can watch no matter how you're feeling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's really just kind of like, it's not really humor against anyone. It's Yeah, um, it's just silly. It's not, it's not, it's not mean. Because we talk about this a lot too, where it's just like sitcoms have kind of trained people that humor is aggression. Yeah, that like you should be making fun of somebody and that's, that's how yeah. you signify that you're funny. It's all sharpshooting. And we were like, we were just kind of cleaning and singing the cheer song for some reason. Which <laughs> I, and I, I, really, and I, I love cheers also, but it's just like, yeah, that's a nice theme song, everybody. But also all those people are really cruel to each other They're constantly. They're terrible to each other. So it's other. like, I don't know if I want to go to where everyone knows my name. Like, uh, yeah, I, that, yeah, I was saying like, it's the... Oh yeah, you were pointing that out. Yeah, where, I just stole your cheer. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it's like the, just the, the lyrics are like, Sometimes you want to go where everyone knows your name, and everyone's glad you came. And I was just like, well, people knowing your name does not necessitate that they're glad you came. Yeah. That they're glad you came. Um, or, like, sometimes people knowing you means they're less glad yeah. that you're there. Or, like, maybe that throws weirdness into the air of everyone knowing everything. Yeah, it's like Cliff, Fraser, Norm, they're all taking a drug and... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a... It's not a particularly nice show. Yeah, and that's what I mean, too. It's like, But that's even, like, a heartwarming show in its register, but, like, the register of sitcoms has become just sharpshooting people. Right, like, if you were if you were one of the characters that, that that is the butt of jokes on Cheers, it's like, I don't know if you would consider these people your friends. Absolutely. And that's why we love, it's kind of, like, um, Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers and The Great North. The Great North. Which is the same kind of, like, uh, universe. Uh, it seems of just people being kind to each other as kind of a transgressive act on television. Yeah, as like that is the punchline that they're not being horrible to each other. Or they're not trying to snipe each other for jokes. Yeah. 
Anyway, well, that's fun. Well, I think we've done a good job of all of the above. I think as a special treat, though, and cue electron model samples music. Okay, yeah, no, this will work. This will work. Uh, we're going to do a quick round of our Blockbuster game. Blockbuster returns! So, yeah. It's a party the, game. The, we're going to work in tons of these cards if we do any of these ever again. <laughs> I don't know. Killing them softly was still more traumatic than the, the power outage. But, uh, <laughs> well, to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't... So the thing with the Blockbuster game is, like, they have a bunch of... They just have a bunch of movies on cards, which is handy, honestly. Um, and there's different... You have different... Um, ways that you're allowed to guess. Uh, one of them is, I forget, I forget what they're called, but it's basically like one word. Yeah. Like you can say a single word and that's all you get to say to try to get the other person to guess what, you, what movie you're talking about. Um, one is charades, which we won't do here, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and another one is quote. Which yeah. It doesn't kind of, necessarily have to be an exact quote. When we were stressed out and playing this too, we kind of expanded the rules for it's like kind of like, we give sort of elliptical uh, clues, where it's like we use as many words as we want, but we're just kind of like using what we know about the other person to um, make the guess more prolonged and exciting. Which tends to be, that tends to be the type of movie, movie guessing we normally do with each other. Yeah, so this is like the, the blockbuster, I mean, not just the blockbuster game, it works great, but like, uh, <laughs> it's just fun to have a, to pick a card of a movie that you wouldn't do otherwise. But you, and we can edit this down, but you want to just try to do this and just tape it and see how it goes? You ready? Should I go first? Yes. All right. Okay, so this is... Here's a hint that will not help you at all. This is a book that I checked out every single week when we had library days in elementary school. Is it a Redwall book? They no. make a Redwall movie? No, they didn't have those in our library. Okay. Um, but just to give you a sense of There's the, yeah, the no. genre. So um, this is a, a book that I loved in elementary school. Um, it's a more recent movie than that. One of the main characters in this movie is the main character in a podcast movie that we have done for the podcast. Oh, oh. Which narrows it down, certainly. So it's a popular children's book that was remade recently. Yeah. And... And you might not even recognize it as a book. It's, I think it's more familiar as a movie. So, okay, so... Good, good. Um, and I realize that's not a lot to go on. Yeah, it's not a lot to go on. Should we do 20 questions now? We're going to ask kind of like mm -hmm. yes or no questions. Um, that, does this book involve a mouse? No. Okay, that narrows. Uh, yeah, it does actually narrow down a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a whole, a whole swath of children's literature. Just follow. Just throw it out the window. We basically have three books left. But yeah, it's like, I'm not sure if you know that this was a book first. That's fair. Um, is the lead in this movie, who's also the lead in a movie we did on the podcast, someone that you consider yourself a fan of? That is a good question. I don't think I've ever consciously considered myself a fan of her. Which is... Ooh. <laughs> not intentional hint. Tactical error. I mean, that was probably... If I were playing Guess Who, that would have been... <laughs> I'm just not, you know, I don't roll like that when I'm just playing 20 questions. Um, um, so I, I would say, I mean, I would say no, mm -hmm. but I don't, it's not that I don't admire her, but it's sure, she's certainly not like a... Just not someone you seek out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What, is the author someone you've read multiple books by? I literally have no idea who the author is. That's so interesting. It's like, it was just, it was a book that I read. I couldn't tell you who did it. 
that's super interesting. It's more, I think it's more famous as a movie than as a book. Oh, wow. Let me think. Genre hints. Um... You have to ask, it has to be yes or no questions. Oh, yes. Okay. Is it a comedy? Yes. Okay. I mean, question mark. Was the movie for children? Yeah. I mean, okay. not not like a kid's movie, but like certainly a family-friendly movie. Okay. So they were the lead in a movie we've done on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, asterisk, they're female, so they weren't the lead. Oh. Uh, but they were the main female character. Society. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. That doesn't think that. Uh, let's go through the podcast. Riley, how many, how many female leads have we had? Cliffhanger. I don't think. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Northern Exposure. Well, I'm going to learn that actor's name, I promise. Uh, it's been a while since that. But, um, no. So then, Gone in 60 Seconds, Angelina Jolie? I mean, that would be a good... I mean, you don't have to tell me if someone's in it, because that would be, yeah. Yeah, that would be. But yeah, so, let me think. So, the True Lies, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Angelina Jolie again. I'm saying, like, there's more bullets in that gun. That's all I'm saying. Um, it can't be Air Force One. Mm-mm. Would it help if I told you that you've already said the movie? In, oh, in, yes. In, yes. You've already mentioned it. So, okay. So, cliffhanger. No, gone in 60 seconds. No. Is, is Angelina Jolie? Is Angelina Jolie in this movie? I was going to ask. No. Okay. Which leaves only. I already said it. I've said cliffhanger. I've said gone in 60 seconds. I've said Air Force One. And then one more. Oh. True Lies. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes. Is in it. She stars in this movie. Yes. She is the star. Because it's a lady movie. Spoiler. Spoiler. It's a lady movie. Jamie Lee Curtis. Profound talent. Child of Tony Curtis, I'm pretty sure. I'm just because I don't know the... I have no clue. (laughs) Um, So children's movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. I'll say... I mean, a family-friendly movie. Yeah, family-friendly movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, this movie came out in the 90s. It's recent. It's, it's a, a recent it's movie. It's a recent movie. It's also trying to give you more hints that won't immediately give it away. I, like, something I don't know, like Artemis Fowl? No, it's something you definitely know. Artemis Fowl too? No. <laughs> she wasn't in Artemis Fowl. <laughs> I don't think they made an Artemis Fowl too. I don't know if that fell on... Uh, Gasping eyes. I don't know. It is a movie that is referenced in a Bob's Burgers episode. True Lies. No. Oh. Although, yeah, not that episode. (laughs) That is. Um, It is, I don't, I I mean, it's obviously not this movie, but certainly would be the type of movie that would be referenced in um, Adam's Family, Family Values. It would be referenced... This is the type of movie that would be referenced in Adam's Family, Family Values? Yeah. Remember, what movies were referenced in that movie? Horror movies? No. I mean, no, what movies were literally referenced in that movie? Also, Adam's Family Values came out in, like, the 90s. So. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. This is the most confusing I thing. I know. We're, it's a process. This is like a 90s psychological thriller where I find the, out I'm you. The book came out a while ago. I don't know if there were other okay, movies. So this is the type of movie that would be referenced within the text of Adam's Family Values. <laughs> yes. I should say, Bob's Burgers did an episode that almost shot for shot did a Adam's Family Values Scene and it was referenced in the Bob's Burgers episode. And they're all tied back to this Jamie Lee Curtis movie. Yeah. Well, it is, yeah. I mean, it is a Jamie Lee Curtis movie. 
This Jamie Lee Curtis movie sounds seminal. We could watch it. We could. Is it something that I've watched before? Do you know that? No. Neither of us has ever watched it. Although I have read the book many times. When I was when I was in elementary school. Interesting. Was it like a picture book? Was it like narrative? Like a page I'm, book, chapter book? Yeah, yeah. It was I mean like I mean, I was an early reader. <laughs> Come on. Congratulations. <laughs> this is I'm this is why I love the way we play this game. This is an awesome mind puzzle. So if you if you remember I feel like this would be the thing that would maybe give it away. If you remember the Bob's Burgers episode that I'm talking about that almost directly does a shot for shot of a thing from a, of a scene from Adam's Family Values. Mm-hmm. The Thanksgiving pageant thing? No. That's that, and that's what most immigrants Yeah. But yeah, but Bob's Burgers doesn't do that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what else happens in Adam's Family Oh, was it like where they're all tied up and going to get killed? No. They do that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Both Bob's Burgers and Adam's Family Involves Wednesday Adams. Is the scene where they kiss through the fence? No. It's be- it's before the famous Thanksgiving scene. It's like just before. Or not. Just this relatively just before. I don't know if I have a, a good memory of that. It involves her, her little boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Do you remember why they are allowed to participate in the Thanksgiving pageant? Because they're quirky? Is it quirky turkey? No, they were, they were punished for being quirky. And then they went through something that allowed them to then participate in the pageant. <gasps> Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday! I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry if that was too over, too over the top. No, no, no. That was great. But to, tie, to, to explain all the steps. For our, yes. for our thousands of listeners. Oh, you're right. They lock them in a room to make them watch a movie, which they also do in Adam's Family. Yes, which I don't actually remember what specific movie they watched in Adam's Family, but the Bob's Burgers remake of that exact scene, which it they do in the in the um, Phenomenon Mom episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are some Which is cuts. called Mother Daughter Laser Razor. <laughs> <laughs> they make uh, Louise and, um, who, what's his name, um, watch Freaky Friday. I love it. And listener, if you're mystified by our process, uh, just keep listening. <laughs> you'll get there. Well, that was amazing. That was exhilarating. I feel so much serotonin rushing through my brain right now. Right? Yeah. That's Did great. you know that was a book? Freaky Friday? I know. Well, I didn't know. I didn't really think of it as a property, like a proper property. I thought of right. it as kind of like um, the peasant prince or whatever, like the kind of like role swapping thing. Yeah. But is it, it was, so the free, it was, it was called it, Freaky It was Friday? called Freaky Reddit. I don't know who wrote it. We'll look it up after this, after we record this. But um, yeah, it was like a book that I checked out of my elementary school now, library. I get so angry about this with other people who just kind of like assume that common culture just kind of happened. Yeah. Like, of course someone made the decision to call a body swapping thing Freaky Friday and everyone else has just kind of like yeah, and I think this was, like, specifically Freaky Friday was, like, the book was, like, a mother and a teenage daughter swapping bodies. Um, Love it. I assume it was the same same IP. Um, but I did read a lot of body swap movies, uh, books, what rather. I think you're interested in body swapping stuff. Uh, do you I think don't it was, know. like, a body anxiety thing? I think it was just, like... Because you were, like, well, how old were you? Like, 12? It was, like, no, it was, like, elementary school, so, like, uh, eight okay. or nine. So, um, yes, you were, like, not even, like... Yeah, no, I think... changes... 
I think it was just like there weren't a lot of books for kids. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of fair. that was kind of it. But I always loved they did things of like I read a lot of these series of help. I'm trapped in my blanks body. So it was like help. I'm trapped in my English teacher's body or like help. I'm trapped in my math teacher's body. <laughs> Super interesting. It was like <laughs> I, the only reason I ask is that I loved the movie The Mask mm. when I was growing up, and I. And now it's like, despite the fact that like Jim Carrey's performance in that is unbelievable, like he's just, I don't know what I would watch The Mask for. And I realized it was because, Misogyny. well, <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's like a superhero movie for a boy going through puberty. That's what that is. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's not great for, you know, uh, women. Yeah. No, no <laughs> I apologize. I don't watch it now. But I was, no, but yeah, but I'm it, sure that it's movie similar. was so deeply cathartic for me as a like, and I, I wasn't just Oakland Cameron Diaz, I mean, that was in the mix, but like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was just like the whole thing. But it was the idea of going from shy and awkward to some sort of transformation and being, you know, kind of what I realize now is like a completely naked id, you know, it's not an ideal thing, but it's sort of like when you have like weapons grade hormones coursing through your body like uh that looks like a relief um anyway i went through a weird thing with freaky friday and no i mean I, th- I assume that's a similar similar thing is just like being so being feeling like trapped in like a, a a shy nervous person and then just like the idea of swapping bodies with anybody yes feels, feels like it reminds me really... of like um Ben Lerner has a line in his second novel where he's like, how many out-of-character things do I have to do before I become someone else? Yeah, before that is my normal character. <laughs> I mean, he says it with, like, a re- like a real sentence. But, like, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, like, I think that it is something that probably we've been thinking yeah. about since we were young. Yeah, very much as, like, how, like, if you see yourself as this certain type of person, like, how are you allowed to do things that don't seem like that certain type of person yeah. would do? All right, so I think we have time for one more. Yeah, sorry, I took up a lot of time with that. We'll no. cut all this down. No, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, this is, um, this movie is also based on a, the work of an writer. Okay. Like, it, it was a book that got turned into a movie? I don't think it was a book. I think it was a short story. Oh. From a very prolific writer, who I think you have a soft spot for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you have a soft spot for this movie, though you should. <laughs> Okay. It's a lot the premise, to like the premise of this movie is phenomenal. Like if I just wrote down this premise, I'm not gonna tell you the premise. If I wrote down this premise, you'd be like, I wanna watch that movie for forever. But then the way it's handled is so of the era and so of the leading person oh. also from this podcast. Um that it's just kind of its own thing. It's like the way we I've talked about like never ending story. Like I love eighties fantasy movies. But Never Ending Story seems like it's so its own thing that I'm just not really interested in watching it. Um, do you want to, yeah, so, like, is so it this is, yeah, so this is, so it's, it's a, a short story or something similar mm-hmm. that was um, turned into a movie and it's starring a lead character that is also a lead character on a movie on our podcast. That is correct. Um, but I don't, I don't like. I don't like the movie, but it seems like something I would like. I think the premise sounds like something you'd like. Um, I think just the way this movie was even marketed, or like the, I think you look at the poster and be like, no, thank you. 
Um, and now I have more to think about. It. We should have done this movie for the <laughs> Um, yeah, I I have no idea. Is it is it a nineties movie? I think. I mean, I think it's a late '80s movie. I'm pretty sure it's a late '80s movie. It could be, and I would be surprised if it was an early '90s movie. Is it sci-fi? Yes. It's based on Philip K. Dick. It is. Because also, what isn't? <laughs> yeah, no, that was very helpful. He's written everything. Yeah, he wrote down every idea. Every sci-fi idea that's ever been yeah. had, he wrote. Um, wait, is it um? Is it a movie I've seen? Yes. Is it? <laughs> I don't even know what movie I'm trying to. The movie I'm trying to guess is like generic first name, generic last name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like John Carson. Oh, I mean, no, I was no name in the title. There's no titular character. Okay. Title is referencing the premise. It's mo- and it's a movie I've seen. Yeah. And it's a movie I don't like. It's a movie that I think you kind of like. Wait, is it Starship Troopers? <laughs> no, very close. <laughs> but so, so it's a movie I've. It's in that scene, but I'm like, and it's in that realm of Starship Troopers where you're kind of like, and no offense to anybody involved, where you're like, this is garbage. <laughs> Why am I captivated? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I was thinking the thing I was, which wouldn't make sense with the timeline you already said thing I was thinking of was, what's that movie that came out recently that's like a, I think maybe also based on a, based on something that was supposed to be like a really big deal and then just didn't go anywhere. Oh, no, what was that? Do you remember that one? I want to say it was like John Carson or... Oh, oh, that was, oh, that was based on, I think your Prince of Mars or whatever. Yes, Edgar Rice Burroughs. Yeah, Edgar Rice Burroughs. John, what was it? It was like, um... But it was like his Michael Shabon, like I think, had something to do with the screenplay too. Um, no, I watched it. Was it was fine? Yeah, it was a good fantasy. It was like a Disney took a big swing with it, though. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, okay, but you because you said it anyway. It was like a. I feel like movies. for all that, we should figure out the name and plug it. But like, I uh, say John Carter. John did Carter. I, did, yeah. I, did I say Carter before? Probably not. Yeah, I think you, I don't know John Carson. I think you said it. That sounded Carson. really <laughs> awkward. So John like, Carter, right? Yeah. Yeah. John Carson. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> okay, so um, this movie I've seen in the era of, um, or in the zone of, um, what's it called? Uh, Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think you watched it around the same time as Starship Troopers, which would have been when we were in 515 in the Lower East Side. Or Interesting. Interesting. Is it primary, is it mainly a comedy or mainly an action Mainly in action. Okay. You said it was based on, like, a short story? Mm-hmm. What other, like, action sci-fi movies were there in the late 80s that I've seen? Starring someone from a movie on the podcast. Wait. Is it Arnold Schwarzenegger? Is the person? Yes. Is it Total Recall? It is! And that's how we play. Wait, and that was based on a short story by... Philip K. Dick. I think it's the short story is like We Remember Wholesale or something. It's, uh, but yeah, so they did, they took a, they took a walk with the Total Recall thing. 
Um, that's great. Yeah. That's amazing. So, but I think did, did my impression of your impression of it is yes. correct, right? Yeah. No, it was like, fine. Yeah. I guess. I'm pretty sure that's the same director as Starship Troopers. Interesting. I would don't. Well, I'll Google that later. You can all Google it too and be like, ah, idiot. Well, yeah, well, this is fun. A little glimpse into our power outage life there. Yeah. You're welcome. And uh, anyway, yeah, thanks for, uh, you know, thanks for, I don't know, hearing us out. I don't know. I don't podcast. It's been a while. I'm just rejoining society. Do you have anything you want to close with? No. All right. Well, that sounds good to me. Um, And as always, I love you guys. Thank you.